0: Alright guys, so um, we started this podcast like four years ago, and if you told me that I would be standing here with Adam Graves, I would call you an idiot, but this is exactly where I'm at right now with the legend Adam Graves himself. How's it going, buddy?
1: Uh, it's great to be back in Glens Falls.
0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for their premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. l-a-g-a-s-p-o-r-t-s.com. Own your look. Own the game.
2: lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. I'm about Y'all wanna win? Put Booby in. Y'all want win? Put Booby in. I'm about to spin. Come on, Coke. Come on, Coke. Let me I wanna watch you.
0: Alright guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Morning Skate episode one hundred and twenty-one. That's one two one. Two one is Hal's all the hockey number. Hal say what's up. What's up, dude? How's it going, buddy? And we're also here at Biz
3: Hey where can we find you? In your analytics section. Of t- of your podcast, blogs, Twitter feed, anything you really need. I appreciate it. Hal, how was your
4: week, bud? It was all right, dude. It was you just know, another week. Can
3: you tell the listeners
0: what you did today?
4: No, I'll get into that later. I think it's in my Heroes and Zeros. only thing I'll say is Friday, Friday I lost internet for like three hours. And it was like, I felt like I was in a different world. I don't know if people will agree with this. My personal opinion is like in today's world, like it's just as big of an inconvenience to not have internet as it is to not have power.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to build on that. Friday night, myself as well, we got a giant ice storm. Lost power, hooked up the generator. Well, my room still doesn't get powered, nor does the Wi-Fi. So I was, and you know where I live. So I I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't have power. I couldn't text anybody because the texts weren't going through. I was lost, dude. On Friday night, I went to bed at like 10 o'clock because I had nothing else to do. And it was dark as shit in my house. And I'm like, I can't talk to anybody. So, yeah, that was my Friday night.
3: Keds literally texting me UPS tracking codes to see if I can look up, <laughs> look up his package for him.
0: I, yeah, I, I was I was helpless, dude. I couldn't fucking do anything.
3: Would what was know? the worst
0: part about it, though? The no power or the no
4: Wi-Fi? The no service?
0: Um, well, I'm a free man now, so definitely the Wi-Fi. I wasn't able to text or snap or do any of that. <laughs>
3: dude. Any other ancillary apps?
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh... So we
0: have we have a big podcast. I, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, Adam Graves will be on later, which is pretty unreal, awesome. dude. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know about the Sheriff and uh, how he passed away in April. But Adam Graves was one of his favorite players. He started watching Hockey 94, so it was a really, really cool moment when we got to meet Adam. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, but we'll break down NHL news, uh, do pretty much all of our segments, and we have another segment Dale,
3: do you want to tell us what the segment is? So we're going to test out a new segment today. It's called Daily Dose of Dale. and um, That's triple D's, bro. So basically some of the feedback we've been getting recently on the podcast is that you guys really enjoy us talking about things um, outside of hockey, just, you know, everyday lifestyle thing. So I'm just going to kind of go off the dome and just rip off 60 seconds of uh, to this, this in particular one is going to be about my weekend, but... I'll, I'll save, save most of it.
0: Okay, Hal, what do you think? Are you jacked up for this or what? We'll see, dude. TBD.
4: To, to be honest, I feel like it might be a little early to give him. He asked for a nickname. I told him it was too soon. Now he's asking for a segment, so it's it's really a trial in my eyes. I know I don't have much say in this business, but I would like it to just be a trial at this point because you got to earn it, dude.
0: He does have to earn it, and you want to know why? I'm going to get into that later in this episode with my uh, Heroes and Zeros.
4: Side note really quick, too. I think... Um, if you're looking for a good like analogy and this is probably actually going to come off really terrible i think ice storms because so much of like the northeast was in this ice storm dude it was huge like what a sick ice storm i like knocked out like ha- like a quarter of the country well, i think ice storm dude i love ice storms i think ice storms are like the fourth line grinders of like major weather events dude like it's like kind of in and out dude and like and no one's really that worried about it but it's like chaos you know what i mean like
0: yeah it really is man and it <laughs> It's one of those things that, like, the moment there's any sort of precipitation, even if it's rain in the summer, like, I get a text from my mom being like, I don't think you should drive anywhere today. So when the ice storm comes in, the anxiety level goes through the roof, and I'm getting texts, phone calls, FaceTimes, Venmo requests from my mom being like, please don't drive anywhere.
4: Yeah, dude. That and, like... Um... I feel like for anyone who has social media, they know if you, like, the day after an ice storm, if you go out in the woods and, like, take a photo of, like, a tree, like, covered in ice and snow, that's, like, an instant 100 likes.
0: Dude, so true. Like, I woke up the next morning, and it's one of those things because it's ice and snow. At least that's what we got. So everything was white as fuck. Like, it was, like, that white Christmas that everybody talks about and just perfect for the gram, dude. (laughs)
3: <laughs> All
2: right,
0: so. for the gram good
2: for
3: the
0: gram thank you Dale. I appreciate that alright guys let's hop into NHL in the news he's also going to be our new sound effects guy what do you think Hal? Oh, that wasn't bad
4: yeah he has good sound effects I actually wouldn't hate that to utilize him that way
0: alright NHL can I get an air horn no I'm not ready for that one fail alright any in play the music NHL in the news time. Let's go. Uh, we had a trade this week. Um, after the New York Rangers ship pumped the Toronto Maple Leafs, they had to get they had to get a new goalie, and there was a lot of speculation it was going to be Yorgiev. Nope, the Kings sent forward Kyle Clifford and goalie Jack Campbell the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Trevor Moore and two uh, third round draft picks, one in 2020 and conditional in 2021. Uh, I love this deal for the Leafs, dude, because we we keep talking about the Leafs and maybe not having enough grit. I don't like Kyle Clifford because of the way he plays against the Rangers. But if <laughs> Kyle Clifford was on my team, I would love him. Because mm. he, he kind of he toys that line. He'll scrap anybody. He'll stick up for people. And I guess that's kind of what Toronto's been looking for for a while, right? And they just keep getting rid of all these guys that they think that they're bringing in. And that's just like an extra bonus. Like, they got this goalie. Jack Campbell's not a bad goalie. He's better than what they had now. And, and giving up Trevor Moore, I think he's going to be a, I don't know, probably like he'll max out as a second line forward. So in terms of their current year, I like it. What do you have on this deal?
4: Yeah, first, before I get into my thoughts, I just wanted to ask you really quick. What were your thoughts when you saw that uh, photo that Kyle Clifford tweeted, uh, like, thanking L.A.? Dude, isn't it? It's the worst seeing those photos, right?
0: Dude, I think I quote tweeted and I said, oh, fuck off, dude. And I got, like, 80 likes. Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You were the most irrelevant player on the ice in the fucking Stanley Cup Finals. And you're going to fucking post a picture of Hank like that? (laughs)
4: Yeah, I could have gotten a different one. I agree. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good trade for both teams. Jack Campbell struggled. L.A. is, like, pretty bad this year. It sucks. Um, but Jack Campbell's a player that I think is interesting. I think he was a first-round pick. Super heavy, right? Wasn't it, like,
0: or high, not heavy, like
4: 13th overall or something like that to Dallas, I'm pretty sure. Sounds so,
0: like we get Dale to open up a tab and look that up. Jack yeah, so
4: if it's first-round 13th overall, dude, I deserve a pound back. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think he could be a good goaltender. I think as a backup he's better than Hutchinson. He was kind of like a fringe AHL fringe backup guy. Having a backup goalie when you're trying to get into the wild card is huge especially cuz there are starters down.
0: Um, but I like Trevor Moore, dude. What? You almost got it. Jack Campbell uh first, sl- sl- yeah, take it away.
3: Yeah, Jack Campbell first round 11th overall by the Dallas Stars in the 2010. So I was off on the year, and I was,
4: all right, that's fair, and I was off by three. That's not bad. Uh, I like Trevor Moore. I think the funny thing about this trade rate, Kyle Clifford's a Toronto guy. Trevor Moore, I looked it up. I have a Google Maps pulled up right now. Oh, I lost it. He's from, like, <laughs> he's, oh, he's from Thousand Oaks, California, dude, which is just north of the Point Mugu State Park uh, in Malibu. Uh, Jack Campbell's a Malibu kid, dude? No, not Jack Campbell, dude. Uh, Moore. <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Moore, right? Yeah, Trevor Moore is a California kid. I really liked him in the get against the Bruins in the playoffs last year. Like, I think he has five points in twenty-two games this year, and it's been kind of a regression, and like he's not fitting in and doing well. But he plays with a lot of heart, dude. I know I'm like ninety-five percent sure he won national championship under Montgomery at Denver. I like him. He's going home. Uh, he's going to get a chance to probably play a bigger role. I think he. I think you're right in the sense that it's not like he's going to be a star, but I think, I think if he pots like in his prime, like 40 points, you're really happy with that player. And I think he plays like a two-way game and he has a tiny bit of an edge. So I like that. Um, And I don't know, I think for both perspectives, right. You loved it for the Leafs. I like it for the Kings too. I think it was a positive for them. Like we kind of crap on them and they're a really older team, but they have this like weird group of younger players that I think are okay. Like I follow, I love that kid from Buffalo. Yeah. He's second on the team in scoring. I think if, if Kempe was on a better team, I think he would put up more points. I think he's a pretty good player, too. Um, Kempe's like to be
0: like a poor man's posture knock.
4: Yeah. I, don't, I mean, maybe. I don't Maybe like a poor man's like William Carlson. Does that make sense more?
0: Or just, or just William Carlson.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they have a couple good players there. I think Ben Hutt and someone who could get better. So, like, if if you're the. If you're the Kings, really what you need is a young group of players. They might not have the best prospects, but they have. you have to have guys that, like, try and have heart and will, like, battle when they're down 5-1. And I think Trevor Moore fits that that role, and so do a bunch of their other young guys. And I think if they keep getting better draft picks and they handle this right and trade make these trades, losing some of their veterans, I think they'll be in a better place. So, Right? Like, do you think it's good for L.A. to sell? Like, they need to sell stuff.
0: They need, they need to sell. They absolutely need to sell. There's one other thing. He's from Malibu. If you guys ever saw American Gladiators... Uh, there's a gladiator. Use the Big Boo. Uh, 250 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. You got to check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Look up the video called The Big Boo. Now, I got this puck. Does that mean that you have something or you don't have something? Okay. We're good to go.
4: Malibu's uh, so- Mal Most Wanted, dude. Did you like Malibu's Most Wanted? I love traffic, that movie.
0: Traffic, looking for my chapstick. Here's a Ford <laughs> Maverick. Feeling kind of cost <laughs> <It's called Maverick. laughs> Yeah, man. that dude the freaking musket that movie was a really funny movie i don't know if it's because i was younger if i watch it now i'd laugh as hard but dude back then that was like one of my favorite funny movies i promise
4: you if you go and watch it, i probably watched it like two months ago it was like two o'clock in the morning obviously it still plays dude definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: if you're in the right mindset definitely let it play it's pretty funny
0: Hell yeah, and you mentioned the Kings should be selling. They sold, uh, well, yeah, pretty much. They bought out Ilya Kovalchuk, and then Kovalchuk signed with the Canadians. But holy shit, what is this guy, what is he taking? He's got six goals, six assists, in 15 games. Just scored the overtime winner for Montreal. He's, he's kind of looking like o- Ilya Kovalchuk, and he, I mean, friend of the pod. He's been on the podcast, Jay Latulip. He's a huge Montreal Canadiens guy. He texts me pretty much every day, and this just started happening recently, like within the last week or two, where he just keeps updating me on Kovalchuk stats, and, like, he really wants to come on and talk about him. He's a huge Kovalchuk guy. This is – we've talked about this a million times. This is where Russians go at their end of their career, and normally the first or second – like, first two years are there, they they rip it up, and then they just kind of ride off into the sunset. But what do you have on Ilya Kovalchuk, dude?
4: Yeah, dude, he's been really good. I think we've been talking – bringing this up most podcasts we've had – I don't have a take other than, right, he's a Russian that, like, looked like he was over the hill. A team got fed up with him. He goes to Montreal and he lights it up. Like, I feel like I've seen this before. Like, I feel like when Kovalev got to Montreal, like, he was kind of towards the tail end of his career. People might dispute that with me, but I think he thrived in, like, Montreal extended his career by, like, Mm -hmm. three or four years. Like, if he was somewhere else, he probably would have ended like that. So, I, I mean, if you're Ilya Kovalchuk, like, you can look at it one of two ways. Like, you can hope. To get traded, if if van flips him for like a ton after this, he's probably a genius. But if he keeps him, I don't necessarily hate the move because he's because he's producing like a first line winger, which is what they need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's producing like Pachareti did. So if he's doing this well, like you, you probably want to sign the guy. Um, you got him I gotta think that they have space. Um, so the one.
0: He, he, oh, yeah. He won.
4: No, you go. Go.
0: Well, no, I just – I didn't know if you saw this. He, uh, he scored the shootout winner against the Devils yes. in New Jersey, and then he shushed the crowd. Talk about the ultimate villain move. I loved every – I, I can't, I'm like a perpetual, like, flipper back and forth when it comes to Ilya Kovalchuk. I am in on him right now. After that shush thing, I was like, fuck, dude. Like, you're really embracing the fact that these people hate you.
4: Yeah, so, to, dude, the one thing I have on that, and I don't want to, like, be negative towards – devils fans because i say it before i actually like devils fans i also love it when the devils are relevant and good but like if you look back it was kovalchuk and then parisi signed that huge deal to go home to minnesota like those two guys both left you and sometimes when a situation's like that you got to kind of see like is it the guys or is it actually just this organization like do you know what i mean mm-hmm. no like, guy
0: wants to be there. i mean it's but I love the movie. I don't movie. want to say anything without getting New Jersey people mad at me. I don't like the devil. So every, anything I say is going to be negative towards there. You know?
4: So the one thing I did want to ask you on, though, I know Kokaniemi, the kid who got sent down earlier in the week, he was like the third overall pick. He's finished or whatever in that
0: story. Wait, he got sent down? Yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. That should have been on here. I had no idea. He played the whole year last year, didn't he?
4: Yeah, he's a pretty good player, dude. I think I think he just needs to go down and get confidence. And he's playing like nine, ten minutes a night. Like, give him ice time. Yeah. I don't think anyone hates it. And the other thing too so this is like the anti uh lias anderson dude this kid is like pumped that he's going down like i guess the reports are that he was pumped up he's gonna get first line minutes he wants to prove himself and like he's ready to go but regardless the story comes out that like the day uh the day he got sent down his like grandpa was there and then his dad came into town his dad was there from finland and they were playing pickup like on an outdoor ice rink and then the other day, there's a video of Ilya Kovalchuk like playing with his kids on an outdoor ice rink. Like, I don't really know what's going on with the outdoor ice rink in Montreal, but I kind of wish like every team had one. Like, that's sick.
0: If that should be the place to go when you're in a, a drought, or if you haven't scored in like ten games or something. The coach goes, "You know what? Skip practice. Go grab your kids and go out go out on the rink. Like that'd be that'd be pretty fucking cool." Just clear to your head. Yeah, one thousand percent. That's a genius idea, Hal.
4: And, dude, the other thing, too, is I remember growing up whenever you would go to, like, a, a rink in Montreal, there was always, like, every single time a roller hockey rink outside, and then if it was winter, there was pond hockey outside. Like, I feel like I feel like I, I hate the Montreal Canadiens and their organization, but, one, I feel like Montreal hockey culture is, like, pretty cool at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're annoying, dude, and I hate the Habs, but, like, every rink, they have, like, an outdoor rink outside. Like, it's just hockey world.
3: Yeah, Messina's got that set up, too.
4: Yeah, always probably. a nice setup. Probably that's so probably that's it, dude. I just ranted on Montreal. Well, hey,
0: you know what's kind of cool also? Just one last quick thing is, like, I can't imagine what would happen if the Rangers sent down Capo Caco right now to get more minutes, what Rangers Twitter would be like, and I had no idea that this guy got sent down. So it looks yeah. like Montreal fan base is a little bit more, I guess, like, open to things happening, than, which is yeah. crazy.
4: You're basically saying that the Montreal Canadiens fan base is more even keel than the New York Rangers fan base and this. That's, that's like insane.
0: pretty crazy. Yeah.
4: Montreal was called like the cops on players before, so.
0: Yeah, this is this is nuts. Uh, I just, I don't know. Just sticking with the Canadian market, uh, Dustin Bufflin working toward a, mul- a mutual termination of the contract with the Jets. Uh, one second. I'll do this. Sorry. Uh,
4: So, basically, I don't really know what's going on with Bufflin. Some people are saying he's, like, injured and doesn't want to play or something like that. I don't know. I love Bufflin. I hope whatever happens, they can, like, mutually agree to do whatever. That's fine. Um, Sucks he's not playing. But my big thing on this is, so, like, 10 years ago, uh, we were at, like, a a pickup hockey game in Troy, New York, and it was, like, a 10 o'clock, like, Tuesday night skate. And there was this dad sitting on the bench, and he had, like, his 14-year-old son out there like, in a beer league game at, like, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. And he was sitting there. And this was right during when the the Blackhawks were making that run in, like, 09 or 10 or whatever year that was. And he was telling us about how his son played just like Dustin Bufflin, and he was the next big buff. Well, the crazy part about that, dude, is we're so, like, washed up and old is that that young 14-year-old kid is probably, like, 23, 24 years old now. It's been a decade. So my question to you is the dad who brought – his 14 year old kid to a late night beer league skate in the middle of the week in like June and was sitting on the bench do you think his kid made it
0: <laughs> probably not dude <laughs> like, I wonder, what do you think that kid's doing right now
4: I don't know I just I hope he's like a power forward somewhere at least
0: yeah I mean even if he's a power forward in the beer leagues like, that's what I'm saying
4: dude like he's at the same skate probably and his dad's still there
0: i don't hate that it's kind of like a, a dream come true in, in, in a sense uh what do you think i feel bad for the winnipeg jets dude like they traded jacob truba so their right side of their defense it was truba bufflin and i forget who the other guy was but they traded truba to the rangers right and i think they did that thinking that their defense was going to be set and then buff just comes out so immediately you lose. Two of your defensemen in your top four on the right side, which is a really hard side to like cover, right? Because yeah. everybody says, Oh, right shot defenseman, like you need those. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, if there's a mutual termination, can Bufflin just like go sign somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. Maybe maybe Dustin
4: Bufflin goes to the wild, dude. Goes I home. just wants to be home, maybe. I um I don't know. I think the only thing that I really have on this for you, I, I wanted to ask you about Neil Pionk because I know you wouldn't take back that trade because I know how much you love Brendan Lemieux. Um, and I think it's a completely fair trade for both sides. But Neil Pionk's kind of a player, dude. Like, he, like the one thing I would say about all these D leaving is that Neil Pionk pretty much had to step into a top-four role in the Western Conference, and he hasn't done a terrible job.
2: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: Not at all. But, like, if you look at the Rangers' defense, like, they haven't been good. And I don't know if it's coaching. Everybody blames Lindy Ruff and all this shit. So, like, Come I'm not that surprised. No. I'm not that surprised when when somebody, a defenseman, leaves and becomes good again. Like, if Brady Shea were to leave, he'd probably become Ryan McDonough. And it'd be fucking terrible. But, like, I don't know. I'd I like Neil Pionk. like, when he was with the Rangers. I just always liked Anthony D'Angelo more, and I think that they still made the right decision because I think it was between one or, one or the other, and I think that they picked the right defenseman to keep.
4: Yeah, I actually want to ask you, dude, what do you think about uh, Lindy Ruff? Like, this is probably, like, kind of a tough comparison because he's obviously not as big of a mess, but he kind of reminds me of... Uh, who was the Chiefs coach that just won? Fisher. Uh, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Fuck. Fuck.
0: How did I know that? And neither of you guys knew that.
4: I don't know. That's tough. But we're a hockey podcast. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Kind of reminds me of that. Like I respect. I respect Lindy Ruff, dude. Do you like Lindy Ruff or like I feel like he could be good to like have there with your young coach or are you kind of sick of him?
0: So a lot of the people that want Lindy Ruff fired are, like, those analytical people who they say something and you disagree with them and then they throw a million numbers at you and call you an idiot. So, like, in the, is it Ruff's fault that the Rangers' defense is bad? I mean, it very well could be. But my fingers are crossed that it's not and that these people are just running their mouths and they have no idea what they're talking about, just so I can, like, stick it to them, you know? Yeah. Andy Fisher, dude, that's a good one. What's next? All right, uh... U.S.-Canada women's game. Uh, It was a rivalry series. They had a game in Anaheim. It drew 13,000-plus fans, the largest crowd to watch a women's hockey game in the U.S. You wrote down you were right. Tell us why you were right, dude. Were we we right or were you right?
4: I think we were right as a podcast because you guys agreed. But we talked about the All-Star break, how the U.S.-Canada should play that weekend. I mean – 13,000 is a lot of fans. Like, that's more than, like, sometimes I feel like the Final Four probably draws. Like, that's a good amount of fans at a game in California. I honestly think that if it was at the All-Star weekend, it would sell out and it would be, like, a rowdy environment. Like, I think that just further proves that that's the right decision. They need to play that full game, dude. Like, if they want that exposure, like, that game's kind of cool. Like, if it was, like, if that game was on TV, I would totally watch it. Like, if there wasn't the Bruins playing or anybody else, but if there was nothing on TV and I was, like, looking through for a sports game, I would watch that. Like, USA Canada, I think that would be cool.
0: Okay. I'm going to say something. So, I don't know if the women's hockey league is ever going to be as big as the NHL. I just don't know if that's going to happen. But I will say this. Like, if it was the same weekend as the All-Star game and the skills comp and there was a U.S.-Canada game, I would skip the other two and I would watch the U.S.-Canada game. 100 times out of 100
2: yeah yeah that's fair
0: because i do that i always keep bringing it back but when they played in the olympics dude that was like one of the most fun hockey games i've ever seen yeah you know what i mean like almost make it like uh like a world cup kind of thing but just u.s canada nobody else is invited like just try to make it like some super big like hockey game i guess i don't
4: know yeah that's true
0: all right um here we go claude Giroux. Uh, Philadelphia Flyer center slash wing, uh, 800th NHL point, the fourth flyer to do so. I just kind of want to talk about Claude Giroux's game. Like, when I think of Claude Giroux, I think of one-timers on the power play. I think of the face-offs that he does when he lifts the stick, turns around, pivots, and then kicks the puck back. He's unreal in the face-off dot when he used to do that. And this is a player, maybe it's because the Flyers never, like, really won one, but, like, I think Claude Giroux is just, like, an overwhelmingly, like, underrated player. Maybe not so anymore. Like, but at least in the years past, I always thought he was sick. Yeah, I think in
4: his pri- I think in his prime he got a little more respect. I think now it's kind of quiet, and I think it's probably because the Flyers haven't done that well. Um, but he still puts up like pretty good numbers. I don't know. I like Claude True. I was looking at it. He has like an eight million dollar cap hit for like two more years after this. <clears throat> be interesting to see because I and I could be totally wrong on this. Like this could be like a total St. Louis thing, but I just don't see. Philly winning the cup in the next couple of years. Like, there's always something kind of off with them uh, in the last, like, decade or so. So, I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think Claude Drew is a guy that retires a flyer, or do you think he's someone who tries to win a cup?
0: I think he retires a flyer, but Dale just took the, the passing puck. So, what do you got, Dale?
3: No, I was just saying, um, so last season he had 85 points. The season before, the 17-18 year, he had 120, 102 points. <coughs> And uh, 93 points was kind of his breakout year in 2011-12, um, where he won the EA Sports cup co- uh, vote for the cover. Uh, EA Sports NHL 13. It's in the game.
0: <laughs> you know what, dude? That's a good point. Claude was on the cover of a fucking NHL video game. So, like, I guess he was respected. Maybe I was just being an idiot.
3: Oh.
4: <laughs> so, I bought NHL 20 uh, this weekend um i finally gave in dude i was is like it
0: worth it because i've been thinking about it what is it worth it because i've been thinking about it
4: i like it i just like it because of the roster updates like they're like i don't know it's kind of cool playing with some of those players uh
0: actually told me that he was in the middle of the game one time and out of nowhere snoop dog just came on the set yeah. and started talking
4: so that's what i was gonna say dude i was gonna say i love snoop dog dude but the snoop dog thing is a little much here's what happens there is, like, a pre-recorded, like, interview. Snoop Dogg basically gives you a few fun facts that he was a big Marcel Dion fan, and he likes both the Kings and the Ducks. And, like, every five games, Snoop Dogg comes on for the entire second period you play and just says the same things that he said the time before.
0: Oh, like, even if you're not playing the, the Kings or the— Yeah, like, it's just, like, banter if, if it's, like, the Bruins versus the Red Wings, Snoop Dogg will come on and just talk
4: about the Kings and the Ducks. They'll ask him, like, who his favorite team is. They ask him, like, how many jerseys he has. He has, like, 100 hockey jerseys, dude. But it's the same, like, five things they play every second period. Every
0: five I think years. it's a good idea, but you got to give a little bit more than that.
4: Yeah, dude. He would have to record, like, hours and hours of things to say. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But the game's not bad, dude. Like, I don't know. Couple, one takeaway, and I could be totally wrong on this – And this is bullcrap. You can't really hammer guys after the whistle anymore, like, late, late after the whistle, like, the computer. Like, it just, like, cuts away, and you can't take slap shots after the whistle either, which whenever I was looking to itch for a fight, dude, I would just take a slap shot because I knew it would automatically happen. Like, if you needed a fight, you could get a fight.
0: Somebody uh, in the Thunder game last night on Newfoundland Growlers took a shot after the whistle and got a game misconduct. And it wasn't even, like, a slap shot. Like, he kind of just, like, dumped it in on the net after the whistle. And the guys on the Thunder are like, what the hell, dude? And then the kid got kicked out of the game.
2: That's tough. Especially
4: yeah. if you didn't get, like, your money's worth.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, if everybody tried fighting him, maybe I can see them being like, okay, that was over the top. But, like, literally nobody really did much. They just kind of complained to the ref. and like, okay, you got kicked out.
4: That's awesome. There you it's go. That's just- that's still CHL hockey.
0: Um, and we were just on the flyers. This is a former flyer, but it has to do with the Blues. The Blues plan to retire Chris Pronger's number 44 jersey. Um, to me, Chris, Kr- Pr- wow. Chris Pronger as a player. Chris. What? Did I say that wrong? Were you going to say Kreider? No. I think Kreider dude. I think I was going to say Chris Pronger, but it's Chris Pronger. Uh, as a defenseman, just like just a savage, right? Like maybe like a, a Shea Weber type player before con- concussions and just battling all that. Logged a ton of minutes. Just, I mean, a guy you don't want to go in the corner with. Uh, he was a f- – Dale pulled up the stats. Dale, where was he
3: drafted? Second overall in the 93-entry draft by the Hartford Whalers. Yeah,
0: and, like, if you're looking at his stats, man, he might not have scored a ton of goals during the thing, but he was more of a shutdown defense defensive guy. So, Had six,
3: 62 points and uh, 99 how many penalty minutes career-wise? Ooh, 1,590.
0: I mean, just a bad mamma jamma. Uh I think it's pretty cool. He how many, how many years was he with the blues? He was with the blues from ninety-five to two thousand three. So he had a long career as a blue, which is weird. I'm looking at his thing. Like when I think of Chris Pronger, I kind of think of like the Ducks and the Flyers. I don't necessarily think of the Blues, but he definitely spent a majority of his his career there. What do you have on Chris Pronger? I know you're you're the resident defenseman. Did you look up to him growing
2: up?
4: Yeah, so I had uh, growing up. Here's a fun fact. I, I, my mom wasn't a big fan of posters, but she let me have three posters, and they had to be like framed and they're on my wall. Uh, it was a Bobby Orr. I had a Bobby Orr. Actually, I had four. Bobby Orr, Tom Pody, <laughs> Wayne Wayne Gretzky, and Chris Pronger, and oh, and Hasek. I think Hasek was like he was inside. But uh, Chris Pronger was someone that was on my wall, dude. And that was during his Blues days. I had the sick like '90s Blues look on the poster. I don't know, man. I think. I think when you look at, like, greatest D pairs of all time, I think if, like, Pronger and McInnes is, like, an all-time D pair that you have to respect, Um, I think arguably the greatest, the best defenseman of his generation, I think maybe, like, Scott Stevens is right there, too. I don't know if I'm missing anyone else. I think, I don't think he's, like, and I wouldn't say Brian Leach, but just for Rangers fans out there, they're probably, like, screaming Brian Leach. I don't think Brian Leach is really, like, the same time. Because Pronger was kind of younger, like, in Leech's like, do you agree with that? Like, Pronger's prime was later? I could be wrong.
0: No, I, I think, uh, Le- I don't think Leach, I mean, I guess looking at his stats, like, or in terms of when he played, I guess they were kind of in the prime at the same time. But I, I think of Leach before Pronger's time. I don't know why, but.
4: Yeah, me too. But that's what I was trying to say. But I don't know, dude. I thought Pronger was a great defenseman. I think that's a good move to retire his jersey. I'm actually kind of surprised it wasn't retired before.
0: In forty-four, is fucking—that's a sick number. I was just comparing our childhood because I remember I ripped out a picture of Britney Spears in a magazine, and then used uh, Scotch tape and hung it up on my wall, while your parents had like sick framed posters. So, well, here's a
4: question. Here's a question for you, dude. Not to just get you off that tangent, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, 44, <laughs> forty-four or fifty-five? What's a cooler defenseman number? Which one do you like more? Forty-four. Um, shit, man.
0: Forty-four or fifty-five.
3: I don't know, 55 blazed Bodies.
0: I'm trying to think. Was it there, there had to have been somebody who wore 44 that didn't earn 44 in my mind because I'm thinking 55, but it should be 40. Was it like Roman Hammerlick? Did Tom Pody wear 44?
4: There's definitely been some 44s. I can't, maybe like a Gabranson or something like that. I know what you mean. Like, definitely, but people wear 55 too. I don't know. I was just tossing that out there. I thought your answer was going to be 77. Oh, yeah go wrong, well, i don't
0: know if we're on tony d'angelo's number or not but uh 50, when i think 55 i think johnny boychuk
4: yeah oh yeah johnny
0: Rocky. What do you think? who else is 55
4: that's about it the only other guy i know is a brune to noel charlie i'm sure there's 55s out there but is
0: nick Boynton 55 yeah 30? i think he was
4: five he was five and 55 that makes sense i think he was like 20 what's I don't know
0: why there. i know nick Boynton's number pretend like i do uh <laughs> moving on Oh man, the analytical guys got in trouble just like the Houston Astros. Sources say it's believed that there have been at least twenty incidents of the Arizona Coyotes fitness testing drafting eligible players. Fitness testing draft eligible players. NHL Deputy Commissioner, Bill Daly, and NHL lawyers are now managing the case, dude. So who would have thought the Arizona Coyotes would have like earned some street cred this year?
4: Yeah, dude. I mean, is it street cred though? Like Cause here's the thing, I don't really know if they really drafted that well. So like does it really matter? Or is the issue that they hadn't been drafting well, so they're like, now nah, we need to cheat. But like this isn't college football, dude. Like you can't cheat.
0: Yeah. I don't know how they thought they were gonna get away with it.
4: I don't either. And that's the other thing. I feel like if the NHL decided to like do like a max fine on the Arizona Coyotes, like they'd go bankrupt or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the NHL can't really even punish them because if they punish them, they're gonna be punishing
0: themselves. Can you look up? Uh, actually, I don't know if it'll be that easy, but just like the last couple years, the Arizona Coyotes like first round picks. We're gonna have we're gonna have Dale check that out because I it's gonna be interesting to see who they drafted. And in terms of like, I mean, Clayton Keller, he was pretty much a real deal. Jacob, is it Chitrin?
4: Yeah, he's a good player.
0: He's a good player. Uh, yeah. All right, there we go. He's he's on to it. Um, nope, there we. I, I got it. Victor Soderstrom, don't know him. Barrett Hayton, captain of Canada. Pierre Oliver-Joseph, I don't know if I know who that is. Westerlin,
4: the second-round pick in 2017, Philip Westerlin's supposed to be good, too. I don't know, dude, but I really, if you look before that, like, I'm not talking about those years. I'm talking about, like, (coughs) Samuelson, Connor Murphy, Brendan Gormley, Brendan Perlini, Dylan Strom, and then it goes Keller. So I mean, I guess you don't really know at this point, but like, I don't know. What's the GM over? In, what's the GM in Arizona's name? It was Maloney, but now it's like Ch- Chayak? It's like the young nerd duties, like analytic. I kind of I don't know. I like the Phoenix Coyotes. I don't know how I feel about that guy. Uh, so I I, I kind of want to see them get punished, dude. I don't know why is that messed John, up.
0: John Chaika. Born June 9th, 1989, so he's, like, a year older than me. He's a GM of a fucking
3: NHL hockey team. So
4: We're, I'm just trying to put sentences together.
3: That That's the way she goes sometimes. And also, like, you got to figure out a different way to get around this. or I don't know. It's clearly against the rules, and they're just doing exactly what's against the rules. Like, if this was Belichick, he would, like hire some third party or do something crazy. You know, it's funny that you started talking, so I was like, I cannot believe a Patriots fan is trying to talk about this. No, but it is.
4: I know, and I said to punish
3: them. Like, if it's not against the rules, like, it's not really cheating, Mm -hmm. but this is clearly against the rules. Yeah.
4: I know, but, yeah, as Patriots fans, it's definitely a tough look to say that out loud, Dale, so we should probably keep that to ourselves. I would say, um, oh, shit, dude, I forgot. Maybe it'll come
0: back to me. I had it and then dale's tangent threw me off all right well the last thing in nhl in the news uh in the past two months the columbus blue jackets that's right the columbus blue jackets have gone 19-2 oh, and five.
4: oh pause dude this is what i wanted to say <laughs> oh, yeah, we're this, back. Is, this is where chica i think went wrong the reason they're cheating is because of like physical fitness tests you are so concerned with their physical fitness that you're testing them throughout the season dude like if, if, I would probably respect it more if he was, like, filming, like, skates that, like, for some reason he couldn't see or, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it was actually hockey-related, but it, it's just their physical fitness. Like, he's not concerned about their play on the ice. Like, he's really – he's cheating to see, like, how many calories they eat a day.
0: Or he's cheating to see, like, when they're going to really fully hit that puberty button. You know what I mean? Like, really fucking get, get muscles and shit
4: yeah dude all right what's the next topic
0: uh in the past two months the columbus blue Jackets have gone 19-2-5 that's right the columbus blue jackets have gone 19-2-5 both regulations losses come against the sharks which is crazy because they're not that good if you can get a chance can you look up the standings where the columbus blue jackets are right now but i'm telling you what guys it is what's the date today february 9th i never would have thought the columbus blue jackets would be in the position that they're in right now what about you their goalie, this Elvis guy, where the fuck did he come from?
4: Yeah, dude, I mean the one thing, I mean, and I already said I get hamburger vibes from that guy, so that could be tough for me. But I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns there, dude. They're in third place right now. The Islanders are a point back behind them in the Metro. Uh, hurricanes are two points back. Flyers are two points back, so it's not like it's a guarantee. Like They're going to have to continue this. 8-1-1 their last 10, dude. I don't know if they can go on this stretch. Um... We've talked about it before, dude, but, I mean, this is a John Tortorella team. These are the type of teams that respond well. The Rangers teams under John Tortorella that succeeded the most were probably the least talented of the bunch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, in that in that sense, like, it definitely makes sense this is happening. I don't see them as a cup contender. Um, it will be interesting to see. Jarmo Kaikalainen or whatever his name is, I like their GM. Like, I think it's kind of cool they have a European GM, too. It's like, I don't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah,
0: Columbus, Ohio, of all places. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Papa wrote a blog and got a lot of people upset. But, um, yeah, and you want to know what? You just mentioned towards like, this is a Tortorella team. They're not that good. They're overperforming. Maybe, like, maybe he was a good hire for USA a couple years ago just because, like, USA didn't really have the same amount of players as Canada did, but then USA just got walked all over. So I think that kind of puts that to bed, right?
4: Yeah, he's good at getting the most out of the least.
0: 1,000%. All right. So that was NHL the news. Now we – oh, we got a puck. We got a puck.
3: Yeah, just uh, one more thing. Just shout out. quick shout-out to Sam Bennett for uh, not doing one pull-up in his NHL combine uh, back in 2014. Shout-out to Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett. Yo,
4: here's the thing. I'm going to stalk you right there, though, Dale. Why did you just – Dale's the type of guy that would go to the physical fitness test and he'd bang out, like, in when he was 17, like, 75 pull-ups and that's just, so- like, feel like he was the man, dude. And then you'd get drafted higher probably than you deserved and, like, you'd get a big bonus but, like, fizzle out in
3: the East Coast. Do you remember when I was 17, bro? No, dude, I don't at all. That was, like, 12 years ago. Yeah, dude, I've, I've never been one that fucking hit the gym and that's kind of what I agree. Like, the title of this is, like... Come he on, his dedication not his skill. I don't know. I, 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 I don't
0: question just... I question you not hitting the gym, maybe not lifting weights, but like you were in some racquetball course when you were 17 years old.
3: Yeah, dude, I was I was fit. I just wasn't You were up. also not... you,
0: were, you were
4: making your own workout plans on Microsoft Word's, dude. That's true, dude.
3: All right, I don't
0: <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> All right, damn dude. Uh, we're gonna move on. Rangers talk. All right. Before we get into Adam Graves popping on here, I just kind of want to talk about the Rangers. They went one and two this week. Lost to Dallas. Beat Toronto. Lost to Buffalo. They continue to struggle with consistency. Um, There's an interesting article that just came out with the post. Larry Brooks is supposed to have like the know of what's going on. Pretty much said that it's, he it's hard seeing Henrik Lundqvist being there next year, which to me is very sad uh before we get into graves like what do you what do you think about this uh
4: henrik lundquist yeah i don't know man it's really sad i guess it's sad like it's sad but he's done his time dude if he's not there it's kind of like as a patriots fan with tom brady the whole thing i've been thinking is like if he stays i i'm really happy if he leaves like i'm i'm kind of fine with it dude like it sucks but it is what it is it would be weird to see hank Wear a different jersey if that's really the case. But if that's the or- if that's the route your organization thinks they need to go, then you need to do it.
3: Yeah, I just I have like nightmares of seeing Tom Brady in a fucking Dolphins uniform. So, so we're
4: different, dude. We're on the opposite yeah. side. So, Ken, what would you say? What if he, like? What if it turns out that Henrik Lundqvist signs with the Islanders? What if he signed with like the Islanders or the Devils? He would.
0: He would never. He would never do that.
4: Hypothetically, if he signs in your same division, he he goes to Carolina. They He's trade. Dead. Him. He's dead to me. What if Carolina offers you like three first-round picks?
0: Listen, Carolina is different. If he, if he willingly signs with the Islanders or the Devils, like I want nothing to do with him. If he gets traded or something and goes to Carolina, like I, I don't know if I'll be mad at him. I'll just be mad at the sport of hockey. Yeah. Like that—that that would ruin me. I tweeted out if I had to watch Hendrick Lumpus win a cup while he's playing dodgeball against slime by Nickelodeon, like. I would be pretty fucking pissed off. Yeah,
4: a lot of people are really going to hate this take, too, and probably say that this is, like, a really dumb thing to say. I would love, and I don't know if this has been discussed before because I'm not in the Rangers world, I would love if Lundquist like, tried to win a cup with, like, McDavid.
0: Yeah, like, it, like that would be cool. Like, I'm okay with that as long as he doesn't go to the Islanders, the Devils, or the Hurricanes. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. But, or, like, maybe even the Penguins. Like, I would hate it.
4: That's thing. what I'm saying. What about the Capitals? What if he like, retires or something and gets injured?
0: I would, I would hate – it's fuck, I'd hate it, but at the same time, I'd really like to see him lift a cup. So, like, I think as long as the Rangers weren't, like, in it – like, let's say the Rangers miss the playoffs and he's on the Penguins, I'm going to root for the Penguins. Really? Yeah, 1,000%. Okay. But All not right. the Islanders or the Devils, though. Like, if the Rangers don't have a fucking chance of fighting for, like, a, a cup, like and he's on a team that's in the playoffs, I'm, that's what I did with, like, Haglund – I forget who else. Like when the Senators beat the Rangers. Um, oh wait, no, that was different. I think I don't know. Like whenever there's a former Ranger that's going for a cup, I'm always rooting for him. Fair.
4: All right. Uh, yeah. And oh, by the way, dude, I figured it out. The reason that I just figured it out, I called Andy Reid andy fisher because i combined andy reed and jeff fisher into one person
0: i could have told you that like a half hour ago.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i just came to me it was like a microwave like the timer went off i was like got oh, it so right. i just wanted to circle back i'm not that stupid but yeah, i yeah. so
0: if you guys ever wonder what this podcast is really about it's moments like this but every once in a while we we strike lightning and we get adam graves come on so adam graves hopped on it's only like four or five minutes but check it out he talks about the rangers and i think the thing that he said the most is just like gotta be patient so adam graves oh. well what how was his handshake oh we'll how do that we'll do the interview first and then we'll get into that so interview now all right guys so um we started this podcast like four years ago and if you told me that i would be standing here with adam graves i would call you an idiot but this is exactly where i'm at right now with the legend adam graves himself how's it going buddy
1: uh, it's great to be back in Glens Falls. Love outstanding. it, outstanding, uh, outstanding.
0: So, Adam, you're here with the Junior Rangers program, teaching kids how to skate, how to play hockey. Like, how did you get involved with that? I know that you're super into the community and everything, but how did it end up coming to Glens Falls?
1: Well, uh, as you know, uh, with anything, you need uh, leadership, and uh, I got you, the right guy, you, Adam. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily myself. Certainly, uh, when you talk about uh, hockey and. Uh, I think about back in '89, being here as at our On Red Wing, mm-hmm. and playing for Bill Dineen, And when you see uh, Bill's name on on a street sign, you understand. Uh, forget about sport for a second. Just what kind of man he was, and, and certainly as a coach and a mentor, and what he meant to myself and all my teammates, and and the community here. It's such a fabulous community. To come back, it's 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 a gift for all of us, and and to be on the ice, and uh, uh, and, and to be a part of it. And with the congresswoman and all the work she's done to to bring, uh, you know, the the, the Rangers here. Uh, it's a privilege to be here, and I haven't stopped smiling from the time I pulled in last night, and certainly looking forward to, uh, to uh, seeing the game tonight, uh, and, and you know what, it's hockey, and the best part of hockey is the people you meet along the way, and this is no different.
0: Yeah, and you know, so when we started this podcast, the coolest thing is over the last like three, four years, I've got to speak with people I never would have dreamed of, like Ron Duguay, Bill Clement. Uh, Joey Mullen, just like people that you know, I would never talk to. Now Adam Graves joined the list. I love it. Um, I appreciate you taking your time and talking to us. Real quick before we go in there, uh, what do you think of the Rangers this
2: year?
1: You know, I'm excited about the Rangers. As you know, uh, we've been in, uh, uh, in, in a rebuild for the last couple of years, and I think you're starting to see the, the fruits of that labor, certainly the leadership uh, that we have with John Davidson. and Love J.D., I'm so oh, happy he's he, back. He's awesome, and Jeff Gordon and, and Chris Drury, and it goes throughout the entire organization. But when, when you draft well and you, you have players like Kako yep. coming into the mix, and then you add a guy like Panarin, for me,
2: Unbelievable, if right? If he
1: isn't one of the top three best players in the league, I don't know who he's is. He's unbelievable. He's just uh, He's incredible. And then you have some of the veterans, uh, like Hank, who is, you know, he's been 15 years all-world, and yep. he's been outstanding. And you see Crides and mm-hmm. the way he's been playing. And throughout the lineup, though, even a guy like Stahl that's, uh, you know, you know a guy that you don't hear about as much, but he's such an elder statesman. He, he plays the game the right way. He sets for
0: the younger guys, He sets too, right? a great yeah.
1: example in the, the development of, of a kid like D'Angelo and Bobble. Fox. Yep. I mean, I can go on and on throughout <laughs> It's all these young guys that are really starting to take hold, and I think organically we're going to get better and better. We just have to be patient. That's yep. all.
0: And that's hard for New York, right? <laughs> like, if, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but New York Twitter is just out of control. But you're right; you have to be patient. We have oh, these young pieces, oh, 100%. and it's a process. If you look at what they're doing in Toronto, it took them a while to get to the place where they're now with Matthews and Martin and all those guys. So. Oh, 100%. Thanks, and,
1: and you see the, the young goalies, too. I mean, everyone's heard of this. you Yeah. Uh, you know, Igor, uh, for for years now, because he's been the best goaltender outside of uh, the NHL and in the KHL, setting all sorts of records. And to see him come in and have success, and and, and Georgiev, is just a great story, because oh, yeah. he came from, from nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's just earned his way. So there's a lot of great stories going on in New York and, and with the Ranger team that is so exciting to watch. There's not a game where you get, you get into a game where you don't enjoy watching them. I mean, Hito. I, I'm just, like so many uh, uh, young guys, guys Howden, that are fun to watch they come to play lemieux he adds that other element
0: Exactly. they bring different elements like and lemieux's like the heavy guy hedo has got the skill the, the wheels and the deals Kako, i mean you can just yeah. tell when he gets the puck on his stick it's and like, seven
1: kids under 21 yeah i mean they're killed i, I and I, not just because i'm an old guy but they're they're, <laughs> they're 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 kids and and they compete and the coaching's excellent i i love watching this ranger team i think we just have to be patient that's awesome, awesome.
0: all right adam thanks thank you so much for my, taking my time pleasure. man that was Anytime. unbelievable that's adam graves ever heard of him sure have uh thanks again thank you appreciate it appreciate awesome a real thank you. Thank, you. thank you to adam for coming on uh it was just really 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 cool moment i got to shake his hand and like i was like man like meant a lot to my dad and i told him that i lost my dad he's like when would you lose your dad and it was like a genuine conversation he wasn't just asking to ask like, we we shared a pretty special moment and then uh he did the ceremonial puck drop but let me tell you what dude adam graves his hands are gigantic when he shakes your hand it's just like i'm a little kid And uh, the one thing that I had on Adam Graves is when he walked into the room to sign autographs, he just had, and I'm not making this up, Hal, this strut that was just like, yeah, I've won a Stanley Cup before. And he he walked by everybody, and everybody just, like, looked at him, and he was just looked directly at. But he's just, he's the man, dude. He is the man. What did you you think (laughs) of Adam? He is, like, so cool,
3: so much cooler than we are. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, so much swagger in his strut and just, like... Just a real, genuine, down-to-earth guy who I could, I was, you know, standing right there for your conversation. I could tell he was, like, saying what he was saying with all of his heart about, yeah. about everything. Um, so thank you to Adam Graves, and pleasure meeting him. He signed our jerseys. What do you sign our jerseys as? Oh, yeah, dude.
0: Power move. Signs a Jer- jersey, Adam Graves, 94 cup. Again, to Adam Graves are coming on. That meant the world. Really, really nice guy. We're gonna move on to Bruins Talk. Uh, I see that one of your prospects that just got called up already elbowed somebody in the head. Classic scumbag Bruins move. Uh, what do you have on that?
4: We're just doing Bruins Talk right off the beat. I thought we usually would go Ranger's Talk first. That's what you want to
0: ask me? I already did Ranger's Talk Jeremy the-
4: was on, dude. Yeah. It was probably a dirty hit. Like is I don't this- think Is this
0: the is this the same kid that you were talking to me about at the earlier in the year that he plays with an edges check kid?
4: I literally brought him up on the last podcast, dude. He was in the Debrusque trade. He just got called up. He's like, no, not the trade, the same draft. Second round pick. He's from the Q. I like him a lot, dude. He plays with an edge. I think this kind of shows that, yeah, he does play with an edge because he caught this guy with an elbow. I think it was an accident, but he caught him with an elbow. So I'm cool with the two-game suspensions. Just wanted to throw it out there. Zero. There was a headshot on Charlie McAvoy two shifts later. And I'm not a big NHL conspiracy guy, so I kind of hate saying this out loud. But there's been zero players suspended for actions against the Bruins this year so it's kind of crazy dude they throw a lot of suspensions out there
0: i said i said that typical scumbag bruins thing to kind of i know a little bit but i like i guess he got him in the head but to me it didn't look malicious at all it kind of looked like he went to finish his check and at first i thought he completely missed him but he he definitely got him. it was just weird like i don't think that was like a targeting thing i think it i don't know two games i guess is good for that hit. i would think because he did jump, but at the same time i don't really think he went out of his way and like tried to like kill this guy yeah, and didn't uh, I guess anything else I had on
4: it on the Bruins just came out of All-Star break. Dude, Carson Kuhlman's been playing really well. I brought him up. Charlie Coyle had a two-goal game the other night. Uh, they went 6-0 right out of the All-Star break. They are leading – Uh, This is a stat. KPD, who is probably the oldest, most senile beat reporter in the world, who gets like one retweet and two likes on every one of his tweets. And that six-game stretch, they led games for 137 minutes, and they trailed for 22 minutes. Just kind of crazy to think about. So it was domination. They put up a stinker in Detroit today. But, I mean, they played a 3 o'clock game in Boston on Saturday, and then they had a noon game in Detroit on Sunday. That sucks, dude. How do you get up for that game? Uh, I fell asleep for most of the game.
0: So, my question for you, I don't know his name. He reminds me of, like, a Tim Schaller. He's on your team. I think he was on the fourth line for a little bit. He might be a third-line player now. because so I saw, like, uh, Kreider rumors, and it was that guy in a first-round pick. It's not DeBrusque, though. Corrale? I, th- I think it was Corrale.
4: I like Corrale, dude. I think you, you'll
0: – Would you do that? Like, I don't know anything about it. He's, like, he's going to be a career third-line player, right? Third or fourth-line player. Here's what I would say about Sean Corrale, dude. He kills penalties, and he has wheels
4: – um, honestly, I think his best role, and I don't know how you'll feel about this, is I think he's, like, the best fourth-line center in the league. Like, when he's playing his best, like, he's an unbelievable fourth-line center. Do you want an unbelievable f- fourth-line center? Sure, it would definitely help, but I think you want
0: more. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I just saw that. That might have been just somebody fucking making it up, but I I just I wanted to get into that. But, I mean, classic Bruins, you talked about it. It's kind of like this year is just like last year, just dominating everything.
4: Hopefully, yeah, so... That's it, dude. We got our Rangers. I don't think I have anything else to
0: do. Well, I did the Rangers before this, so, um, but yeah, that's kind of what we have on our Rangers, brew and stuff. <laughs> now we're, uh... oh, oh, the Adam Graves part. Yeah, I mean,
4: you're right. We did do it before, dude. I'm really struggling this podcast. It's been a long <laughs> Sunday, dude. I it's mean,
0: okay.
4: what? heroes and zeros. When we get to that, I'll be able to explain why I'm having such a tough day. But like, I'm sorry.
0: All right, well, let's just keep wheeling. Beerly ground up. I don't have much here. Uh, My game got canceled because it was at 940 at night. We didn't have a goalie, and they canceled too, so I think it was a a mutual forfeit, which was weird. Never seen anything like that. But I did want to bring up, we have a podcast dropping this Wednesday with absolute filth. They uh, they do a hockey wax, and it's pretty legit. Dale, talk about your time. You're going to hear
3: about this in Wednesday's podcast too, but. Yeah, yeah, real quick. uh, Hopefully you'll listen Wednesday as well, but. Absolute Filth, they make incredible hockey wax on um, Wicked Cherry. It smells delicious. Basically, I got home from work Tuesday to a nice little care package from the folks over at Absolute Filth. Uh, excited to try it out. Up until this point, I haven't even scored yet. Uh, in my league, I, I kind of joined halfway through the season, so I didn't really. I haven't gotten the monkey off my back, per se, but I uh, came in excited Really, uh, really waxed her up, and four goals, four goals, one assist. Felt real good. Um, even lent, uh, lent my wax to my buddy RJ, who also scored a goal. So, I'd say, I'd say the proof is in the pudding. Proven. It's proven. It's a
0: proven stick wax. Uh, Hal, I don't know if you're a stick wax guy. Are you? Like, if we send you one of these, will you use it? I don't know if you're a stick wax guy. Yeah,
4: I was a huge stick wax guy my whole life. I never used like the sticky tape growing up. Always a stick wax guy i'll be honest with you though i haven't i haven't bought wax in a long time i've been a puck guy for like a couple years now but i would love to get back in the wax game but dude they
0: come in like this cool container too it's like when you're done with it you don't have to worry about it getting like fucking mangled in your bag it's so I'll,
4: I'll probably will forget to put it back in the
0: container though it, it is what it is when uh dale comes up and visits Oops, you. he'll he'll uh he'll drop that off to you but yeah what do you have anything in the beer league round up or no yeah, two
4: things really quick. You can cut this if this isn't kosher, but there's a Dylan Larkin in your beerly, dude. I saw the box score. <laughs> I saw the box score that you put in the blog, and there was – so I think it's already public knowledge, but kind of a crazy move having an NHL name and being a hockey player too and, like, not being related. I think that's awesome, dude. Like, yes. uh, if I was Garrison, I would definitely be like, yeah, dude, I played with Dylan Larkin once, and i put up four goals and then show that thing and be like, yeah, he was, like, in town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's funny is, like, literally probably three weeks ago – we, I think I wasn't there, but I heard that we played against their team, and they said that Larkin scored. And I'm like, that—that's not his real name, right? Because we we hang out with this guy Kenny Corp, who always changes his name to like Corpov and shit. So I didn't know if this guy was just like a Red Wing super fan that like signed up as Dylan Larkin, but that's his actual fucking name.
4: <laughs> Unreal, dude. Please. So Is I your team? No.
0: Okay.
3: Uh, I, I hope I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I hope not, but yeah. Fair enough. Real yeah. quick, I got one. I got one more thing on beer league. Um. i'm I'm not calling anybody out directly i've i've been in this situation i know you definitely have when is it okay to call out of like a sunday night skate like what time how many hours what are you guys thoughts on on that sunday night or like a league game during the week let's hear both because i know sunday night's tougher guys but yeah here's it dude sunday
4: night sunday night i think you should be able to call out by like noon i think you should be able to make that decision you have nothing going on that day I think if it's a weeknight skate, I think you have up till five o'clock when you're like done with work.
0: I feel like if you're telling people that, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this because I was named call out of the skate, but like I think if you sign up for a weekend skate and you don't go, like it's kind of a scum move.
3: Is it more so like no call, no show? I would never do
0: that. No, just be like, oh, I signed up. And then like a couple hours before, be like, no. Because like you had ample time to make a decision whether or not that you could play. Like, where if it's a tier <laughs> during the week or whatever, like, you have work, you have responsibilities, like, things come up. I, I think that's a little bit more understandable. But, like, on a weekend where you, like, you're like, okay, I'm, I have this booked out Sunday night, don't have to worry about it. And then you call out, it kind of sucks.
4: Yeah, I feel like you should have a good idea if you'll be able to play by, like, midnight Saturday. Like, <laughs> am I going to want to play hockey tomorrow? You can figure that out right there.
0: Let me tell you what, when I woke up this morning, there I thought there was a chance that I wasn't going to go tonight.
4: And you were, yeah, but you thought about it first thing. Yeah, yeah I would say that's unacceptable. Uh, I agree. My other thing, dude, I just wanted to ask you guys. I found out our playoffs are double elimination. What do you have on that?
0: Oh, that's it. Wait, double elimina- Like, You have to lose
4: twice to be out of the playoffs. But my, my thing on it this is like. theories. series? What's that? What do
0: you, I don't get that. Double elimination.
4: So you really? could like lose the very first game of the playoffs and and you still have a second time to play. So you could lose your first game and end up like winning the league.
3: Do you play the
0: same team? Like,
3: are they no, series? No, it goes. It go. The losers drop down to the that's losers fucking bracket, stupid, and then they dude. play the loser of this game. You see? what I
0: mean. So you, so you end up having a losers bracket versus no, a winner. No.
3: No, you but probably, that's at the
0: end, dude, the losers and the winners like cross. I hate that. Yeah, and so it. It. that's the dumbest shit ever.
4: And we're looking at a number one seed right now, dude, and. And we just, we're going to end up playing, like, in the loser's bracket or some shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tough one. I'm not a fan of that. I feel like I've run into that in different beer leagues. Like, beer league playoffs never seem like to be the most logical thing.
0: Let's let's say you have an 18 league. I would rather have, instead of the loser's thing, I'd rather just tell four teams, like, you guys just didn't make the playoffs this year. And then the remaining four teams have, like, three-game series. That's fair. That'd be fun. Dude, that'd be kind of cool to, like, have a series against a team, like, because, like, we don't really ever do that. And I think, like, rivalry night, dude, that's how you grow rivalries through the league. Yeah, <laughs> but
4: everyone knows, dude, ice times money, dude, ice times king. You know what I mean? Like, would that's you, why
3: would, we do it. What do you guys got on a full-day Saturday playoff scenario? I, I played in one of those in Clifton Park one time. Their league does, like— It's a league? Full-day? So it's a Saturday in, like, March, and it's three— you play you play three or four games if you
0: get to the yeah. championship.
3: So you're playing at 9 a.m. one three.
0: Wait, so this isn't yeah. like a this like, isn't a tournament. This is like what the league does for playoffs. Is a tournament.
3: It's the tournament for the league, and then there's a banquet event. And then so the- that
0: their playoffs is this one day tournament. Two day if it's if it's Saturday Sunday because it's
4: four games, dude. I'm a hundred percent in on that. I think that would be sick.
0: That would be kind of cool to just be like I leave me alone this weekend. It'd be, be like
4: when the pond hockey tournaments in town dude, you are just like drinking like being in the playoffs. Like it's perfect.
0: No, but, it's like, well, we, but, but we had Jamborees, those were our favorite. But if it's one day and you're playing four games, I hate everything
3: about Yeah, that. and you're not even taking off you you take off your skates but you like keep your bottoms on for Yeah, a half. no, cuz then dude, I play, I played play.
0: in a tournament uh, last year. I'm going to play I'm going to try to get you to <laughs> play. It's called the uh, Stanley Keg in Ogrees New York and you show up there and they pick I think it's like Six or eight captains, and they literally just draft you. Like they look at your name and they draft teams and shit. And then you literally play from the beginning all the way to the end of the day. And then like, so that's why I thought it was a tournament. I didn't know it was an actual league thing. And I remember ha- how fucking gassed I was just doing that. Like that kind of sucks. Like you play an entire year, and then you're just really fucking tired for the playoffs, and your teams could lose because like everybody on your team's out of shape. Yeah, that kind of blows. I'm all about championships, dog.
3: All right, thanks, you, dude. Yeah. You're
0: All right. right. All right. Well, that was a beerly roundup, Dale. That was a good conversation, dude. We sparked some. Uh...
3: Thanks, buddy. I hope our, hope our followers, uh, you know, can can see any of my progress here.
0: I think, yeah, the guy who always comments on Dale's performance on SoundCloud, keep doing that.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. constructive
0: <laughs> feedback. Cause he he hated you at first, but now I think he's starting to come around to you, dude. Hopefully, we win
3: him over. Dude. I think you
0: are, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. You did that Bell Let's Talk video, and he's like, dude, that's fucking cool.
3: Bye. That's I'm badass, dude. So Dale, right here, dude.
0: Keep it up, man. All right. Uh, now we are going to move on to our Patty B Hotline. Take it away, Patty B.
4: Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate.
0: All right, Patty B time. Here we go. I don't know how this one's going to go, but we will figure it out. In three, two, one, Patty. Hey, Morning
3: Skate, Patty B here. All right, I'm questioning. What do you think? Which would you rather have? Being in the playoffs for an X amount of years, like not winning a cup like the Sharks or Predators, or missing the playoffs for an X amount of years like the Sabres. All right, later, guys. Bye. All
0: right, so I'm really trying to understand this. So, like, I think, can I tell you
4: how I interpreted it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my interpretation of it is would you rather be one of those teams that's like always losing in the first round of the playoffs and like getting like 16th overall picks, or would you rather be the Sabres where you're just losing all the time? And I think my thing on this is it definitely sucks to be stuck in limbo as a mediocre team. Um, but sometimes as a Sabres fan, dude, I feel like there's just no hope. Like when there's no hope that sucks, like at least like there's a glimmer of like, you can be optimistic. Like you can be like, Oh shit, maybe we could go on a run we sneak in the playoffs eight seed. Like it's happened before. Like we can do this. If you're a Sabres fan, it's just like, we are missing the playoffs again.
0: couple things here. Um, First off, Morning Skate's looking for a Buffalo Sabres writer. You guys are psycho super fans, and we love what you guys bring to the table with your team. So if you guys are a Buffalo Sabres fan, and you're thinking about blogging, let us know. Secondly, the Rangers were just kind of in that mediocre stage where you make the playoffs, and you get a layman in the first round, and it's it's awful, right? I hate it. And they didn't make the team last year. So I guess I would almost rather not make the playoffs and get a higher draft pick than make the playoffs and just get bundled.
4: Here's my question, though, dude. You're in year one of this. Like, say this happens for six more years where you guess guys can't yeah. figure it
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, not. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I guess the Rangers were like that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it sucks when you're that mediocre team and you know that you're not going to win and you get rolled over by the Penguins in five games. Like, it's the worst. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a little bit more time to watch your team. If you have a significant other, it gives you a little bit of time to not have to hang out all the time because, you know, the Rangers or the Bruins are on. Uh, not being in the playoffs. And then you also look at, the like, the culture of the Sabres right now. They've had, like, people leave their team because they literally don't want to be there. Like, Ryan O'Reilly fell out of love with the game of hockey. Who was that? Uh, was it Berglund? Berglund just, like, left? Yeah. How long ago? Like, Buffalo, I feel bad for them because they have super fans, but they need, they need something – Something needs to change there because, I mean, you even when you look at like the uh, Winter Classic games and stuff like that, the first two markets that watch the most of the teams playing, then the third market's always Buffalo. So it would be really, really, really cool to have like a good team in Buffalo, like a Bills Mafia, but like Sabers. Yeah,
4: that's what I'm saying.
0: So yeah. I don't know.
4: You, it's like you got of root for them, but it's like they just need to figure it out. I don't know.
0: I mean, they just they just beat the Rangers. I don't know how that
2: happened, but
4: oh. Yeah, so I, I was going to do something here. I completely forgot about this. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it up anymore. I, you told me that Patty's question was mediocre at best, so I just wanted to toss out a question for the boys. It's kind of random. Trade deadline's coming up. So I took a look at TSN. Uh, TSN comes out with like a trade bait where they rank the top ten players. Uh, one of the top ten is Carolina's first-round pick, so I'm going to skip that one. I want to know, Ken doesn't don't think like too much into specifics like what your team needs or like what your team lacks like uh, I want you to think like if your team gave if i a playoff up, team which player would you least want
0: if I'm a playoff
4: team what player would I least want okay go least all right Chris Kreider's number one Alec Martinez number two Ilya Kovalchuk number three uh, J G Pajo number four Sammy Vatten in five Brendan Dillon six Tyler Toffoli seven Shane Bear, eight. Andreas Anthony Ciu is nine. And then the last one would be Matt Dumbo. Which player would you not want?
0: Um, Dylan. Out of those players, definitely Dylan.
4: Yeah, I mean, the one thing with Dylan, there's, like.
0: There's some good names on that list. If you're a playoff team and you're adding some of those names, you're adding a Chris Kreider, you're adding a Pajot, Ghost. Uh Sammy Votnin can move the puck. Ghost is a pretty good player. Who is, can you name the last three? There was a forward in there. Goss
4: there, Anthony Cue, and Dumbo.
0: Dude, Anthony Cue, if he's available and you're a playoff team, you trade to get that guy. He's electric. I kind of
4: get scared of Anthony Cio, though, because remember his like he went through that thing where he was pretending he's gonna go to the KHL and stuff. I think he's a little bit of a wild card, like in that sense, but he flopped.
0: Yeah, for a playoff, and I don't think he has like a contract. I think it's like he's gonna be a free agent. That that might be incorrect, but like
4: it's a, yeah, he's a restricted free agent. Dude,
0: I would, yeah, 1000 percent for a playoff push, depending on how much you have to give up for him, uh, Tyler DeFoley doesn't really get me going. Sammy Watkins is all right. He doesn't. I don't know. Here's uh, two
4: two names, and these are way down the list. I just think it's interesting because these are two guys uh, that were in. I know we just talked to Minnesota people. These are two players that are just uh, in Minnesota trades last year. Ryan Donato's their number sixteen on trade bait, and then Mikael Grandlin, who they traded to Nashville, is number fourteen. That's kind of interesting that Granlund's on the block. Like he's the first player in Nashville that they would trade. I guess he's an unrestricted free agent, so maybe they think it just hasn't worked out and he's going to go elsewhere, but I'm kind of surprised that either of those teams would use those players.
0: Dude, when Granlin came, do you remember, like, the hype behind Granlin when he was drafted and stuff, how sick Minnesota thought he was going to be? Yeah, and he Here's- turned
4: out to be, like, a pretty good, like, defensively responsible, like, playmaker.
0: Yeah, but they thought he was going to be, like, an entirely new, just, like, specimen of player and just never really did. I don't know. Who's, who's yours? Who would you least want? Uh, I don't
4: know. I, I guess to me, and I guess maybe it's because of the Bruins position. I'm trying not to think like that. Maybe Votnin. He's a pretty good puck moving defenseman. I don't know. Sometimes when I watch him, though, he kind of makes some weak plays every now and then. I know he's a puck mover, but I think if he's on your third pair, maybe that's okay. Uh, and Brendan Dillon, like, I think he's ranked way too high on that list. He's definitely the least sick of all the players, but he can fight. Like, if you're a team looking for a third-line defenseman, that's not a terrible player if you don't overpay for him, you know? Um,
0: it's another thing. It depends on how much you're giving up for these players as well.
4: Yeah. And the other thing, too, I feel like so many of these names on this list, like, might not actually happen as trades. Like,
0: Chris, Chris
4: Kreider, dude. It's pretty good Chris Kreider
0: season. I don't, it, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I guess there was a recent report that just came out that Kreider's agent and Gordon are going to talk for the first time. And it kind of seems like a lot of people want to keep him now. And that scares the hell out of me.
4: Yeah, so, that, was, that would scare me too.
0: He's just like, he's inconsistent. But this year he's been like somewhat pretty consistent. And it's like, you also have to take in his age into consideration. I don't think the Rangers are going to be really comp- like competing, competing for a cup in the next like three years probably. So it's like, you sign to a seven-year deal, then you're going to get the last four years of Chris Kreider as the age is getting up for these playoff pushes. I just don't know what's going to happen there.
4: Yeah, dude, uh, I agree with that. The other thing I wanted to say, just one player that kind of interests me, uh, Zach Bogosian, like Messina in New York, uh, is probably best player ever, right? I don't know. I think as a sixth, seventh defenseman, I don't think he's going to get they're going to get that much from him. if a team has the cap room to add him. That's not a terrible guy to add for depth.
0: Zach Bogosian just reminds me of like the the town snowplow driver, <laughs> right? Like that guy, that guy plows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He True. probably has like he probably has like flame tattoos on his, on his like forearms and stuff. Like that guy's that guy's man.
2: Yeah,
4: that's, true. that's good. Anything else, dude? Uh,
0: that's what we had. So if you guys want to leave a voicemail, 518-309-2595. It's 518-309-2595. Now we're going to get into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros brought to you by Logos Sports.
4: Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: All right. Thanks, Dom. We really appreciate it. Hero and Zero time. My hero of the week. Debdale. Dale is my Hero of the Week. We had ourselves a weekend. We got to meet Adam Graves. We got to go to a uh, Stick It to Cancer hockey game that the Thunder put on. It was really, really, really cool. Uh, we, we even, you know, tore it up a little bit. And then today we spent our time. We, we recorded one podcast. Dale has some pretty cool guests coming on soon. Uh, if you guys – should we tease it now or – no. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll leave that. That'll that all end up coming up, but uh, it's a hell of a weekend of us just like getting to work, dude. We, we got the LLC. I don't know if that was announced last weekend, last week or not, but like.
3: It's just work hard, play hard, man.
0: Yeah. And that's what, that's literally what we did this weekend. Hal's probably thinking we're some fucking hardos right now, but like.
4: I was not, yeah. dude. I'm, you're right. We all three of us are just working hard this weekend. We are just getting this done. Uh, <laughs> just a lot of collaboration. I yeah, I mean, I've been working you hard, want to know
0: what, dude. Hal, you're here, you're here podcasting, dude. And that's what That's what I want from you, and I appreciate that, dude. You've been, you've been good. You've been really good this year. So thanks, dude. I got you, dog. Uh, my zero of the week. So we did a podcast that's releasing Wednesday, but uh, you guys don't know this yet. We had to record the podcast twice because we we do this over Skype, and we went to record it, and it said it was recording, hung up, and then it didn't record. So Dale and I are sitting here like, what the fuck do we do now? Like, freaking out. We called them back. Luckily, they were just, like, very nice people. Like, it happens. Like, all this stuff. Uh, so we ended up re-recording it. But the, my zero of the week was that feeling when we found out that the podcast didn't record. Yeah. That was that was brutal. <laughs> we had to, So Dale and I have been talking about this weekend for forever because we're both just kind of hanging out. We don't have much going on. So we're like, we're just going to biz dev. And then the first thing we do, it's like, oh, shit. That's not a good start. So...
3: Hero and Zero of the week, morning skate. Yeah, I'll go next just because my dovetails are really nice. Oh, shit, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, if that's all right if I. Yeah, Yo, how is
0: ready I, to talk, dog? In, all right, get in uh, there. I got,
3: got the talking puck. So, uh,
2: <laughs>
3: my my hero of the week, uh, oddly enough, goes to Ked. Actually, excuse me, it goes to single Ked, the Jimmy. Oh boy, Jimmy is now single. I love it. Everybody loves it. He's fired up. He's he's biz He's out on the town. And how you know this? Sometimes, uh, you know, when the clock strikes around two o'clock, one thirty, Jimmy can kind of get kind of cranky. Sometimes we we went we got some late night tacos in him, got his stomach back, and then all of a sudden he fucking comes back out on the dance floor and starts hitting us with the with the move, dude. His classic signature move. So, here the week goes out to Single Kid. The Jimmy.
0: Thanks. Dude. I appreciate that. The Jimmy trademark penny. That's what they call me at Thunder Games now. I don't know. It's not it's always it's not we'll take it to Jimmy. It's we'll take it to the Jimmy. So uh shout out to Garrison for shouting out me. Thanks, dude. What's your zero of the
3: week? Yeah, so my zero of the week uh also goes right off that. The Thunder game last night, it was awesome to it to Cancer Night. Um crowd was packed, crowd was lively. I honest they so they lost seven to four the night before. Um was it the Newfoundland Growlers? Yep. And um they were playing their hearts out. They they were up two nothing. Two, they're up two they're nothing. Up two nothing. Yep.
0: First two goals. Pierre
3: Casey Piero's Abbotel.
0: That was a penguins draft pick.
3: So I think they have this game. Like they're playing really good. I think they have it. And then all the, of a sudden,
0: there's an energy in the air at this game. Yeah. Sorry to interject. The the national anthem guy was unfucking believable, dude. I don't know if you got to listen yeah. to him if you were in the rink at that time, but unreal. The, just a buzzing atmosphere. Every comer- or every media break they'd have like Stick it to cancer videos on Eddie Olchuk shouted out Saratoga,
3: dude. They do a stick it to cancer like tribute to this one, like this kid who has cancer, and it's really it was really touching and really special. Yeah, dude, I got to hand him
0: a bag of thunder stuff, it was really cool.
3: Literally, the next drop right off, right back to the day they score like four seconds after that. Poetic. it was it was awesome. Um, energy in the air. Basically, what happens is there's a you know guy in the crease. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Goal,
0: Goalie interference, like, hardcore. It, no question might, about no, it. Like, it, it was.
3: It was. Uh, ref doesn't even review it. The stands are going insane. The, goal, the goalie's, like, skating out towards the ref, like, doing circles. He gets – goalie gets kicked out of the game. Well, no, no,
0: no. The goalie was standing by the bench, so they couldn't drop the puck because the coach wanted to talk to yeah. him, and the ref's like, get back in the yeah. net. So literally the next play, uh, Casey Pierre's zabatel who I was just telling you about scored the two goals, comes out and knees somebody, and they take a penalty, and the goalie loses his shit and starts, like, smashing his stick, so he gets the boot. He gets tossed out of the
3: game third period. So, so my my zero of the week is kind of it's kind of like a question, like why is there two linesmen and only one ref in the ECHL? It's, great call, it's kind man. of like a checks and balances system. Like this ref just chose. Oh, I'm not even going to review it. I'm not even going to you know take a second look at that. So my zero goes to him. <laughs> but I hate to do this to, to my Adirondack Thunder. My my zero kind of also goes to them just based on the fact that there's three and a half minutes left in the game. I think at that point, and they just. They just were rattled. They, yeah. They there was no fight. It. There was no fight left in them. And I'm like, you guys are you guys are down by one goal. Like, just fucking go. And they just they didn't have. that. Could could
0: be a tipping point in the season. Maybe this is the spot where they kind of turn it around. I hope not, but I mean, I hope they do turn yeah, it around. Do I hope you so hope so, enough. dude.
2: Yeah. Come on, man. That's um, all I got there.
0: <laughs> no, that was that was good. How? What do you think? And great call on that. Like, this is just this is an embarrassment to hockey. Like, when you think of the East Coast League, like it should be like the jungle. You know what I mean? How do they only have one ref? That's crazy to me. Like, out of yeah. all the professional leagues, like, wouldn't you want more refs in a league where, like, a lot of dirty shit happens?
4: Yeah, it seems like that was, like, the wrong budget cut to make. Like, I know times are probably <laughs> tough, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know, dude. That was nice. I feel like you guys need to hug each other. It seems like you guys have really been crushing it with each other. Uh, I'm happy for both of you. Just want to point though, dude. Main Mariners, dude, they're about eight points up on the Thunder right now. So, like, do I feel like the Thunder are going to come back? Probably not, dude.
0: They're in the fourth and final playoff spot, too, the Main Mariners. Tyroni, that's the New York Rangers organization.
4: Yep, Yeah. Newfoundland Growlers, what are, what's your overall vibe on that team? I do want to ask that because they have a great name and great spot.
0: They have a dude on their team that's, like, eight feet tall, and they play him all the time, and he's, like, um, not that good. I thought he was good. I, I don't know. They just kept putting him out there, and he was just yeah, gigantic. Number 17. I mean, they battled, dude. Like, I think that
3: there's other teams that battle harder than they do from what I've seen this year. But Looking at their record at the beginning of the game, I didn't think the Thunder stood a chance. But no, and they're, they're up 2 nothing, and they're good. buzzing. <laughs> and
0: then one bad call just reminds me of the Rangers losing the Stanley Cup yeah. to the Kings because of the Dwight uh, King interference. But, Hal, what do you have on your heroes and zeros?
4: Yeah, hero of the week, dude, Gritty is innocent. Uh, two questions on this one it's good i'm happy that it happened that it was innocent and just never happened but like i, I feel like our hunch was right on this one right like the visual of Gray like charging that kid and throwing a punch like what an unbelievable tale to tell glad that he got his day
0: um do you have anything on that i mean it's kind of it's nuts to me man the fact that like there's a story out in the world that a mascot ran and just dumped this little kid, and for, like, <laughs> there's reason to think that it's credible. Like, that's insane.
4: Yes. To me. Dude, I thought it was funny too. I saw somewhere someone said they asked if Gritty was found guilty. What if he like had to wear his costume in jail? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I felt yeah. like, like, what would it have been the mascot? I
0: don't. That, that's another hilarious thing about this entire thing is it's like it was never revealed. Like who gritty? Exactly. Is. Like they literally were charging the mascot. That's insane.
4: How do you get the job of being gritty, dude? That mascot must love his life. Is he? He should in his pants when this happens. Oh, for sure, right? Do you think he? I don't really think he toned down the antics, though. No, dude. In the in the in the mascot game, he was out there sticking people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, so like it didn't even phase him, dude. Glad to hear that his name uh, was cleared. Zero of the week. I. I went cross-country skiing today. Uh, that's, I think that's why I'm struggling. I passed <laughs> out for like five hours after, dude. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I don't know, dude. I woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning. It was negative five degrees out. I fell on my face for four hours. My one takeaway from cross-country skiing is that the best part about cross-country skiing is going downhills. And the worst part is literally everything else. So why wouldn't people just like downhill ski? <laughs>
0: The buddy. So, so <laughs> we, we have a chat, and uh, D- <laughs> DJ Zuby texts the boys this morning. He goes, morning roll call, and sends a picture of himself. I send a video of Dale just wiling out. Dan sends a picture. <laughs> and then we get a picture from Hal, and Hal's just lying face down in the middle of a cross-country ski trail. <laughs> and it, the best part is, like, it kind of, like, went unnoticed at first. And then, like, a couple hours later, we're like, wait, dude, was that you who fell down? And then you sent us a video. I would love to be able to post it. Maybe we can talk about this. But you're just going down the hill and just take, taking a, a hit,
2: dude.
4: Yeah, dude. It wasn't easy. I fell a lot. I will say, though, I did bomb a couple of hills. Like, It just makes me think, dude, I would like if Dale at some point, like, if Dale could collaborate with me and maybe get me on a real mountain, dude, I would, like, try to go downhill. I have yeah. one, dude, the- One thing I like to do, like, I like to go fast. Like, I'm not, like, I don't know if, Ked, if you're the same way, dude, but I'm not really worried about crashing on snow, dude. It's like, if you played hockey, like, you know how to fall.
0: I've never been skiing in any way. I've never been skiing in any sort, so So, I wouldn't know how I'd feel. I'd probably be a little scared, dude. I got to the top of a a mountain one time I went tubing, and I was pretty rattled, but I was also, like, eight years old. Yeah, so so this is the
3: thing I've been trying to fucking beat down Ked's throat. Skiing is skating. You're just on four inches instead of a quarter inch right so like literally you put on skis you're just going to be on the flat surface and you just skate like just skate with your you know what i mean yeah it's all edge so way, i right? think any any hockey player anyone who can skate can ski it's just uh you just maybe, gotta do maybe it, it's dude. just in your head dude you just
0: hey. gotta do it i think yeah maybe maybe hey uh how next time you come home maybe we rip up the bunny hill dude yeah <laughs> you
4: gotta be sick
0: that'd be sick dude just ride that's a vibe dude us a,
4: and, like six-year-olds they have like cones like they have for like learn to skate where you can like hold a cone on the way down
0: oh, I, I think i, the, really I think know. those are your ski poles
2: dude
0: <laughs> 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 tomato tomato dude you got anything else i mean now we're about to debut a new segment and i don't know how this is gonna go this is uh hold on let me get my 60 seconds on the clock you you got yeah, it yeah give too. me the timer bud all right well before we do it are you gonna do it while the song's playing, or is this a new intro song? Yeah, hey, why
3: don't you? Uh, why don't you?
0: Okay, all let, right, that's let me do do thing, dude. Huh? Okay, dude. So, all right. Without further ado, we have the daily dose of Dale. Give just give me a second, dude. Just give me a second, dude. All right.
2: Just singing. Ooh, ooh, All right.
3: It is the Daily Dose of Dale. I am uh, your host for this little quick segment. 60 seconds on the clock. Let's go. You're already at 50. <laughs> all right. So t- so today's Daily Dose of Dale is all about friendship, all about having a good time, blowing off steam for the weekend. Me and the boys went up to the social up in Glens Falls right after the Thunder game had a fucking buzz- buzzing of the night. Boys were ro- rowdy. Um, those of you who don't know, I'm sober. It's been uh, two years now. And, uh, Ked, Rooney ordered me about 12 club sodas, just late night tacos. We even went up, went up to Vapor. Vapor was closed. We did. Uh, oh my
0: God. I forgot about
3: that. We did. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just all about having a good time with your friends. Like, uh, girlfriends out of time for the weekend. So we're just, you know, biz Devin, fucking dancing, like twerking on girls, Ked's dance moves. So this one's, this one goes out to friendship, dude. And, uh, yeah. Daily do, 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 do daily
0: dose. There it is. It's a daily dose of Dale. how Well, actually we'll just get into it now. That's a daily dose of Dale. Now we're gonna get into our three stars. Alright, Jim and
1: Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: Three stars of the week, Hal. Take this segment. Uh we're gonna do our three stars of your performance, dude. Nerves. Nice. Alright, Hal, take it away.
4: Third star, dude, Ugh, too long of an intro. I think you need to cut it a little bit, 10 seconds to introduce yourself. We just said it's the Daily Dose of Dale. Stevie okay. Nick started to sing, dude. I knew what was happening. I think I think you had a lot of good thoughts to share, but you cut yourself short and put yourself on a timer. Okay.
0: My, my third star is that you picked
3: Stevie next. and that's a plus. It's a third star.
4: Second star, dude, what kind of tacos do you guys have?
3: <laughs> so so shout-out to Caro and Saratoga Springs. They're open late night on Caroline Street. And uh, Korean pork is absolutely unreal. I had the uh, barbacoa. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying.
4: Uh, Korean, the Korean barbecue or whatever, dude, that sounds good, dude. But barbacoa, like... You're chirping my selection here? Oh, barbacoa was the ultimate choice, dude, is what I'm okay. saying, compared to Korean barbecue. So I like those selections, though.
2: I'm I mean, not, I've
4: never had it, Dale. I'm sure it's very good. It's just like... This is just like when you go to a bar and you get chicken wings, but you get, like, hot garlic instead of just hot.
2: Dude,
3: I'm going to take you there next time you're in town.
0: My uh, my second star, Dale mentioned that he was sober. And, boy, it's great to have a sober friend because we don't have to walk that far. We don't have to worry about getting in an accident on the way home. Like, it's nice to have a sober buddy who's going to be there for you and get you home safe. Second star. Nice,
4: bro. Twerking, dude, I thought the term twerking was kind of aggressive for the situation describing (laughs) Ked's dancing, dude, like, were you twerking, Ked?
0: No, he said, at that point, I'm pretty sure he said we were twerking, which brings me to my first star. I wouldn't be telling people that you were twerking.
3: I I, I think twerking was just a word that came out, because I was, like, anxious that I had eight seconds left on the clock. I would call it more like just vibing. Is that backtracking, or were we vibing? We
0: were vibing, dude. I don't know, dude, like... Have you ever been like, this dude I woke up in the morning and the first thing Dale said was last night was a movie bro that's literally the first so thing that he good. said when I woke up I, mean, I
4: think that pretty much sums it all up dude yeah cool yeah, that's
0: pretty good Not that, bad,
4: though, dude. I would give it like a I would give his first performance a b minus dude I just think struck maybe a little more structure um, but overall pretty good dude
0: I think it's gonna get better dude he no offense, you suck when you first did this, and you've gotten way better. Like way you. better. So I I, I think it's going to be fucking full blades ahead.
3: Work hard, play hard, boys.
0: oh yeah, dude. We're on a roll right now. Um, But yeah, that was it for the podcast. Hal, do you have anything else? That's it, dude. All right, that's it for him. I just want to thank Adam Graves for coming out again. That was really cool. Uh, check out the podcast Wednesday with absolute filth. We sure we don't want to tell them who else is going to be coming on the pod? Or we'll save that. We can say that we do want
3: to. We do want to talk about one thing real quick. Um, you want to take this one?
0: Oh yeah. So we're actually doing an event with Saratoga Living. Uh, I'm gonna write a blog and we're gonna do other things about it. But I just want to get it on your radar. This is the 40th anniversary of Miracle on Ice. So Saratoga Living is doing this really really cool thing, where they're hosting uh, hosting a little get together downtown Saratoga. Again, I'll write a blog and we'll talk about it more. Uh, we're also gonna get a couple of those guys on the podcast to talk about it a little bit. Um, but it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh,
3: February... 26th. It's a Wednesday night at the Putnam Place. We'll share the event link online.
0: It'll be pretty cool, and I think like we're running like games. It said like, we were running... Yeah, so we'll be there. We'll just be, you know... Vibing. Vi- vi- <laughs> American vibing really hard, but it'll be pretty cool. Um,
3: a lot of cool giveaways in the bag, but uh, we'll get more into that. Time. Yeah,
0: and we'll... We're, again, we'll have them on the podcast. So if you guys are in the, in the area, if that's February 26th, kind of book that on your calendar. That's going to be one night you can... Try to get away from anybody. Bring your friends. Just come hang out and buy it, dude.
3: Hell yeah, boys.
0: All right, guys. Well, that was this week's episode of The Morning Skate. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys get a chance, review, rate, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Morning underscore skate. And uh, Stevie next, dude.
3: Stevie next, take it away. Take it away.